All of you have the Buddha nature. Do you realize that? In a Shaivite Sangha, they would say, all of you are Shiva. There's nothing but Shiva. There's nothing that is not Shiva. Or in a Hindu satsang, they would say, we all have Krishna consciousness. Or we might say in a Christian gathering, we all have Christ consciousness. We all have access to the Holy Spirit. In the Hebrew Kabbalistic meeting, they might say you are filled with the Ruach HaKodesh or the Shekhinah. All the traditions are referring to the same truth. But the ego puts some fine print under that truth. And it says, yes, we all have the Buddha nature, except my husband, <laughs> or except my wife, except my boss, or except those Nicaraguans. But no, the Nicaraguans have Buddha nature. Even your husband has Buddha nature. Even some gringos have Buddha nature. Okay, not the Republicans, but... <laughs> Now, even Sarah Palin has the Buddha nature. <laughs> we can't make any exceptions. And once we eliminate that fine print of the exceptions, then we're liberated. Because we have to recognize that what the Buddha nature means, it means that we are empty of any substantial identity. Each of us is a range of potentials. At one moment, yes, we could each be a, a criminal, and at the next moment, a saint, the next moment, a Buddha. We all have that full range of potential. And if I see you as the Buddha, that encourages that side of the potential to emerge. If I see you as a criminal, as unlikable, unlovable, unworthy, then that's probably what you'll show me. So do yourself a favor and see the other as the Buddha, as well as offering that as a gift to the other. Because the other is empty, just as the self is empty. But we have the highest potential, all of us, and at any moment, each of us is capable of enlightenment and liberation. And it's the essential gift that we offer to each other to see that in the other. Even if they tell us, yes, yes, you're right, I'm the Buddha, but you're a piece of shit. Doesn't matter. Even then, recognize that the Buddha is there in front of you. The Buddha may come in a very strange and distorted form. Mother Teresa used to say that of the the poor she met in, in Calcutta, that this each one was Christ in a very strange form, but each being, whether they were outcasts, poverty-stricken, diseased, criminal, but each one was Christ. 
If we can give that gift and see beneath the ego exterior, no matter how ugly it might be, no matter how damaged, no matter how traumatized, we will help that inner divine light to emerge. But we must offer that also to ourselves, to see through one's own ego identity that had taken on perhaps some stigma or stain from the other's projections early in life. We must, we have a duty to let go of that, to let the light emerge, to recognize that I am the Buddha, I am the Atman, I am the luminous being of light and love and joy, and live from that place, not from the wounds, not from the negativity that the other might have thrown on you. Don't let it stick. If you are empty, there's nothing for it to stick to. It can't be held unless you choose to hold it out of resentment, out of a choice to get even in some way. You think I'm bad? I'll show you how bad I am. And many people will do that. Or you think that I'm, I'm unworthy, I'll prove you're right, and I'll make you suffer for that. We have to let go. We have to let there be a clean slate and live in the present, not in the past. And in the present, all of us are liberated at this very moment. It's only when we create thoughts that are opposed to liberation that we take it away from ourselves. But it's here, inherently, at this moment. It's simply a choice to live in this state and not create obstacles or masks charades of being anything other than the Buddha. And we can free ourselves now from the wounds. Because if we don't and we see the other as non-Buddha, then we justify our own ego and its defense mechanisms and its refusal to love. And we maintain that cycle of non-love when the world is dying for the lack of the love that we are withholding from it. And the first step we take to let go and open our hearts, the other will take a step toward us as well, until all of us are willing to take the risk to open to love. And so that's what we're doing when we sit to meditate. We're opening to the divine love that we are, forgiving the other and forgiving ourselves it's very important not to hold on to any shame by thinking, oh, but all those years that I didn't open up to love, what a terrible person I am. How can I open now? I don't deserve the gift of love. And we'll justify staying closed. There's no justification. Open up. Let go. Because that ego that is staying closed is an illusion. It doesn't really exist. It's just a thought. And the thought only has reality as long as we believe in it and justify it. The moment you say, no, that, that illusion never had reality. It's gone. And there are no obstacles, and the heart's natural state of openness and joy emerges instantly. It doesn't require time. You are free now. And so the meditation is the time to celebrate our freedom. Realize it, celebrate it, and offer it to all beings. There is nothing but this nature of joy, of love, 
that is the very source of life. That's why the universe exists, because we are all that. And now is the moment for us to learn again that lesson. Because it's that love that we hide from ourselves and refuse to give to the other that is killing the planet. And the gift of life that we can offer each of us is the medicine that will bring the salvation that nature itself is sorely calling out for. Thank you for listening to Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti, recorded live at the Sat Yoga Ashram in Costa Rica. To join us for a life-changing meditation retreat, or to make a donation to support this transformational work, please visit our website, www.satyoga.org. To access more teachings or guided meditations from Shunyamurti, please visit the members section of our website or our YouTube channel, Sat Yoga Institute. Namaste.